Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message. Listen, I'm not just saying this trying to pump you up. You'll never stop working. I'm not just saying this to get a rise out of you. I came to tell somebody on Sunday morning, second service, he'll never stop working. He's tenacious, y'all. He'll never stop working. He never quits. He never gives up. He never gives out. He never relents. He never stops working. Folk will quit on you, but not God. Folk will walk out on you, but not God. He never stops working. He's working right now. He's moving right now. He's, he's dealing right now. He's convicting right now. He's healing right now. Yeah. Come on and give the Lord a praise in here if you love him. I know this may seem dated and unnecessary, but I am a man of principle and I've done it for so many years. Will you stand for the reading of God's word? What an amazing anointing all day long. You know, first service, the, we blew a transformer and the natural power went out, but the supernatural power stayed on. So praise God. I want to tell you that there's great potential in this room. In fact, there's greatness in this room. You say, Pastor, how do you know there's greatness in this room? There's greatness in this room because you're here. Okay, I got about 20% of you. I said, because you're here. You were made by the Lord, and if God makes it, it's great. You are not God's flub up. You're not the you're not God's discard. You're not the you're not God's goof. Come on, somebody. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are not some cosmic coincidence. You're, you're not a product of the Big Bang Theory. Maybe so. God spoke and bang, there it was. Come on. But when you arrived on the scene, you arrived on the scene with purpose. Put your hand on your chest and say, I have a purpose. Purpose means the reason I was created and the reason I exist. I'm going to teach a series, a new series called Here on Purpose. You're not here by accident. You're here on purpose. That means God's got a plan for you. If you want to discover your purpose, shout, bring it on. Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Now, the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family. Some of y'all said, yes, Lord. <laughs> and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. And your name shall be great. And you shall be a blessing. Somewhere in your purpose, you're going to be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. Tell your neighbor, you better be nice to me. <laughs> yeah. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I want to talk to you today about your purpose, and I want to tell you, you're here, not by accident. You're here on purpose. Who's ready to learn? Slip up your hands. Father, release a supernatural anointing in this house that the name of Jesus may be glorified and that people would capture your heart for their lives and you would show them that they are here on purpose. 
Bless us here in my live stream around the world. Somebody clap for Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. I want to tell you that I believe there's greatness in the room because we serve a great creator. And in fact, if you really want me to get right down to it, the great creator's greatest creation is you. And this series on purpose is going to mean nothing to you if you don't believe that God has placed greatness in you. And that if he brought you to this moment, your purpose is great. Some of y'all say, well, Pastor Rayleigh, you don't understand the struggles that I've had and how I've failed and how I've fallen. But I would say to you that our God is so awesome and he is so great that he's able to cause your purpose to come to pass even when you feel like you've blown it. You say, I've messed God's plans up for my life. You, my friend, are not that great. Because God knew that you were going to mess up before you ever even messed up. And he had a plan in place because he knew that there would be detours, there would be trouble, there would be wrong decisions. But even in spite of that, he kept your purpose in place. That ought to make you want to rejoice to know that my purpose is intact. I've had a failed marriage, an abortion. I was addicted. I went through trouble. I got an arrest record. I've been through some trials and tribulations. The devil thinks he caused me to miss my purpose, but the devil is a liar. Your purpose is still in place. If you believe that, you ought to clap your hands all over this room. Your purpose, precious, is not only in place, your purpose is great. Now, if you take the word great from Webster's and you define it, great means distinguished by the uh, extraordinary. It means unusually important. It means to become a person of rank or distinction. God said, I want to make your purpose so great that it is distinguished by the extraordinary, that you manifest the unusually importance and you, you begin to become a person of rank or distinction. I believe that you should describe to God what you desire, but don't be limited just by what you desire. You need to understand that God's purpose for you is exceedingly, abundantly, far above anything you could ask or even think. Hear me in this place. I believe great ought to describe you as you journey towards who and what God has called you to be. And I want to kick this study off by showing you a few characteristics of someone who refused to live a life of mediocrity. God hasn't designed you to live a mediocre life, young person. Those who are determined to fulfill their purpose and become great, they want to be great fathers, you want to be great mothers, you want to be great Christians, brothers, sisters, workers, sons, daughters. If you're in the ministry, you want to be great at it. You don't do what you do to fail. You, you do it to be great. If you want to be a great business owner or a great entrepreneur or a great employee, there are things that need to mark your life. So I want to show you today from the life of Abraham really how you can become that person who realizes I'm not just here. I'm here on purpose. <laughs> and I'm here with great purpose. Make a little noise if you want to learn how to achieve your great purpose. Number one, people who achieve great purpose don't have a limitation mindset. 
Genesis 12, 1 says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country, get out of your country from your family. Like I said, some of y'all said, Glory be to God. Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. He said, Abraham, your purpose is great. But one of the prerequisites to manifesting your great purpose is this. You're going to have to leave your comfort zone. If you're going to have a throne zone life, you're going to have to leave your comfort zone. The throne zone is that place of faith where you hear from the throne of God. People who achieve great purpose, who rise to do what God has placed within them, here's what marks their life. They refuse to have a limitation mindset. In other words, they have no desire just to exist. They don't want to just get by. They don't want to just barely make it. They don't want to just scratch out some pathetic survival that they live in. They cannot tolerate the status quo. When you realize that there's great purpose in your life, something inside of you beats for more. Something inside of you says this is good, but this can't be all that there is. I'm thankful for where you brought me from, Lord, but I'm not staying where I am. I can't stay here any longer. I'm going deeper. You're leading me into a furious flood. Hallelujah. I'm ready. Anybody ready? People of great purpose are turned off by being told this is it. If you have great purpose and great destiny, you don't like to hear the words, this is it, or, or you've gone about as far as you can go, or you've reached your ceiling. See, when you understand that you are a person of great purpose, you are really turned off by the ceiling mentality. In fact, you don't find the ceiling appealing. Something is in you says, don't trap me. I'm, I know I'm not 30 anymore. I know I'm not 18, but I've not achieved all that God has called me to achieve. Maybe I'm only 18, but I'm not going to be limited because I'm young. God's got great plans in my life. And one of the reasons I believe there's such greatness in this room is because you are here. There's greatness on your road because you are sitting on your road. The truth is, one thing I know about Calvary after 21 years, everyone is welcome here. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how many struggles you have. Everyone is welcome in this house. But the reality is, though everyone is welcome, everyone is accepted, everyone is loved. Look at me right in the eyes. Though everyone is welcome, not just everybody can come to Calvary. Oh, I'm about to say a thing. You say, why, Pastor? Oh, all are welcome to love. All are welcome. We want everybody here. But the truth is, not everybody can come and be comfortable at Calvary. You know why? Because I believe this church is a gathering of eagles. Okay, a few of you realized you're an eagle. Some of you don't realize it yet. I said, this church is a gathering of eagles. You may feel like a turkey, but let me tell you, you're with a gathering of eagles. Eagles desire more. There's something in you that doesn't desire just the status quo. In this church, you know there's going to be challenges when you come. You're going to be challenged just to worship. You're not going to be challenged in a way that it'll be okay. You just come in here and sit down. No, we're going to say shout unto God with the voice of truth. 
triumph. We're going to say, come on, let's give him praise. You'll be challenged in your service. You'll be challenged in your stewardship. You'll be challenged by the word. You'll be called up higher. But see, this is the kind of church that you have to be in because you're the kind of person that doesn't want to stay right where you are. You're the kind of person that does not want to settle. You're the kind of person that says, call me up. Some of y'all have come into this room and one of the reasons that you come to Calvary is because you know once in a while Jim Rayleigh is going to step on my toes and he's going to call me to another level. You know that he's not going to dumb down the message. He's not going to make an excuse for sight walking and low living. But there's something in him that will call me out of my mess and into my miracle. You know why? Because there's an eagle in you. There's greatness in you. Your purpose is great. If you don't want to settle but you want to walk in the fullness of what God has has called you to walk in. Make a little noise in the room right now. I guess I'm saying that you are here today even hearing this message because you don't want to have a limitation mindset. We've gathered in this room today because we have no desire for church as usual. We're expanding in the Palm Coast. We have now going into our fourth campus because we don't want to just get by and have one church in one location, but we're going to expand God's kingdom. We've gathered today because we have no desire just to exist. And Abraham, this man of greatness who did not have a limitation mindset was used by the Lord because he refused to be confined by his circumstances. Genesis eleven thirty one 31, and Terah, Abraham's father, Abram's father, took his son Abram and his grandson Lot, the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarah, his son Abram's wife, and they went out with them from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan. And they came to Haran and dwelt there. The NIV says that they settled there. They settled there. Now Genesis 12, 1 and 2. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. He said somewhere in your purpose, not only is your purpose going to bless you, it's going to bless somebody around you. The Bible says that Abraham was called out of Ur. Ur would be ancient uh, Babylon. Babylon is modern-day Iraq. Isn't that something? And if you define the word Babylon, Babylon means confusion. How many of you know some things never change? That's still a land of confusion. So Abraham, or Abram, is called out of Babylon. He's called out of confusion. Here Abraham is, and he had a less than stellar beginning. He's called out of confusion. And I guess I'm telling you that so you'll understand this. I don't care where you came from. I don't care the messed up past you had or the confusion that you came out of. It doesn't matter how you started. It doesn't matter the journey that you've been on. The devil wants to make you think that because of where you come from that you'll never be able to do great things for God. There's not a lot of people that have more of a jacked up past than Jim Rayleigh. But let me tell you today, I'm only here because he called me out of my confusion. 
Oh, I can't find anybody much to talk to. You're sitting here today and you wouldn't be in the room had he not called you out of the confusion. He called you out of the mess. He called you out of being an agnostic. He called you out of being a person who didn't believe in God at all. He called you out of addiction. He called you out of poverty. He called you out of depression. He called you out of trouble. He called you out of your mess. You're here today because he called you out of confusion. Sometimes we get so concerned about where we're going that we forget where we came from. Mm, somebody ought to praise the Lord for the confusion that you've walked out of. They see the degree on your wall now. They see the job you got now. They see where you are now, but they have no idea what you matriculated through to get to where you are today. Some of y'all have come out of something to be where you are. That's why you can't overreact about coming from dysfunctional situations. Because let me tell you something, hear me in this room. Where you are is not where you're headed. You are not trapped by your past. Stop looking back. You're not going that way. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're headed forward. So it doesn't matter what or where you came from. Your purpose is greater than your past. I just challenge you, put your hand on your chest right now and say, my purpose is greater than my past and you ought to clap your hands like you believe it hallelujah no you ought to clap your hands like he called you out of like he called you out of like he brought you out of confusion like he brought you out of them you hadn't always been in church on sunday morning you ought to bless the lord and say thank you for calling me out of the mess that i was in Abraham's father was named Terah, and Terah, his dad, actually started to make the journey to Canaan, but the Bible said in Genesis eleven thirty one, 31, Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot of Haran, his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife of his son Abram, and together they set out for Ur of the Chaldeans. They set out to go to the promised land. They set out to go to Canaan. They set out toward the promise. They were on their way to the next level. They were on their way to the promise of God. But when they came to Haran, Haran was the halfway point. The Bible said they settled there. Don't miss that. Look closely at the text. They came to Haran and they settled there. I need to ask you, have you settled there? Have you settled for less than what God has for you? Have you settled less somewhere in your journey? You stopped halfway. You stopped at a false finish line. You, you, you started out and the journey was arduous and maybe things were intense. And rather than fulfilling the totality of your purpose, you have settled there. But I've come today to wake somebody up and to tell you that God hasn't brought you this far for you to stay where you are. He is calling you to go all the way into your purpose. I guess I've come, hallelujah, to be like a coach. I'm not one of those coaches that has always you know, you're going to make it coming. You're going to be all right. I'm one of those coaches that will kick you in the butt in the name of Jesus and say, get back on the field. The game is not over. You have not fulfilled it all. Do not settle. This 
message is not ringing in your ears if you are happy where you are. This message means nothing to you if you think that this is all there is and this is the best that it will ever be. But if there is something inside of you that is desperately crying out for a new dimension, a new place, a new opportunity, a new anointing, a new door, new peace, new power, new joy, new purpose, and I'm preaching to you on the right Sunday, on the right day. I can only talk to people who will not settle. Have I come into a room today with some young people, with some people of purpose, some moms and dads who would say, Pastor, talk to me about getting to the next season of my life. I don't want to settle here when God has called me to Canaan. Give the Lord a praise if you don't want to settle. Oh, my, 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 my. Now, here it is. People who are willing to settle outside of where God has called them to be will never achieve their purpose. Your purpose, young lady, will require you to move in faith. Your purpose, young man, will require you not to settle. Hear me now. Tell three people, don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Tell those same three people, don't worry. Don't worry. I, I got a made up mind, don't worry. Now, now, Tara, the dad, is called to Canaan, but he settled for Herod. And this is so strong because you need to check out the meaning of Tara's name. Tara's name means one who is stationed. It means one who delays. Hear me in this place, Tara, one who is stationed, one who delays. I have a word for somebody in this room. There are people that the enemy places in your life with one assignment, and that assignment is to delay you. There are some people that God has placed in your life and their only assignment is to keep you delayed and keep you trapped in a season that God is calling you out of. And now some of you have wondered why there is somebody in your life that has quit texting you back and quit calling you back and quit responding to you on Facebook and now won't even talk to you when you call them. You think, my Lord, they are getting rid of me. They are putting me out. But God said, no, I'm removing them out of your life because if I would have let that relationship stay intact you would have settled because you were staying with them when I told you to go to another level sometimes you got to say God I thank you that even though she ain't talking to me anymore I'm going a little higher in you so I got a feeling that everything is going to be all right sometimes you praise the Lord for who came sometimes you need to thank God for who left Mm -hmm. God brought me here today to tell somebody don't settle. God brought me here to tell some young lady, some young man, some young family, some entrepreneur, some person of ministry, don't settle. Tara was a quitter. He settled, but your purpose is too great. I said Tara was a quitter and he settled, but your purpose is too great. The enemy wants you to settle for less than your purpose. Don't settle for a bad marriage. Don't settle for depression. Don't settle for a bad doctor's report. Don't settle in unforgiveness or in poverty. See, the devil wants you to look at your situation. He wants you to evaluate where you are. 
He wants you to declare, I'll never be more, but I guess I'm okay. I'll never have more than what I've got, but I guess what I've got is fine. I guess I'll never be more than, than what I am, but I guess what I am I have to do. I guess I'll never go any further than I'm going right now, but I guess this is far enough. Let me tell you something. The devil is a liar. Don't settle. Don't settle. I've made up my mind. You can settle if you want to, but I will not settle. I'm not going to settle. I'm 55, but I'm not settling. I'm 55, but I'm not quitting. I ain't got tired yet. Come on, somebody. I'm 55, but there's still a fight in me. There's still fire in me. There's still purpose in me. There's still destiny in me. There's still vision in me. There's still power in me. There's still devil-binding, cancer-rebuking, hell-robbing, city-transforming, glory-releasing revival deep down in Jim Rayleigh's life. And I ain't getting for ready for retirement. I'm getting ready to march into hell's kitchen and take back what the devil stole. I ain't settling. I need somebody who doesn't want to settle to give the Lord a praise with me right now. Abraham was a man who overcame the constraints of his childhood. I certainly understand that, y'all. He refused to settle in spite of the fact that Abraham was called out of confusion, in spite of the fact that he grew up in adultery because Hebrew tradition said that his dad was actually an idol maker. So in, in, in spite of the fact that Abraham was called out of confusion, grew up in adultery and was raised by a quitter. His dad didn't even finish his journey. In spite of all that, Abraham refused to be a victim of limited thinking, and his father may have settled, but he said, I don't have to settle. His father may have quit, but he said, I don't have to quit. And let me tell you, I want to help you today. I want to help somebody today. You need not to live in the bondage of where you came from. You don't need to live in the bondage of your past. No matter how difficult your past has been, no matter how hard your upbringing has been, you have, may have been raised in poverty, but you don't have to be poor. I am a living witness. My daddy never owned a house. When I was growing up, we lived in parsonages. We never had enough money. We were always bouncing checks. We were always barely surviving. I never had lunch money. When I went to lunch, I was always a mess at school. But let me tell you, you may have been raised poor, but you don't have to live in poverty. You may have been abused, but you don't have to live as a victim. You may have come out of negativity, but you don't have to doubt your destiny. You may have dealt with abandonment, but you don't have to live your life alone. You may have dealt with rejection, but you don't have to walk around insecure because the Lord is on your side. You don't have to settle. You are not a victim of where you came from. God is on your side. You are a person of purpose. I need to find somebody that's hearing me preach. I've said for years, 
how you were made is more important than how you were raised. You were made for the mighty, not the mundane. Your purpose is great. But number two, kingdom people who achieve great purpose are not risk takers. They are faith walkers. Somebody decree it, say, I'm not a risk taker. Come on, say it again, say, I'm not a risk taker. I'm a faith walker. The Lord said to Abraham, verse one, get out of your country from your family, from your father's house to a land that I will show you. People who achieve kingdom greatness are not risk takers. They are faith walkers. Huh? It may seem risky, but it's not a step of risk. It's a step of faith. The, the Bible said in Galatians 3, 9, listen to how Abraham is described. It says here, so then those who are of the faith are blessed with believing Abraham. One translation says faithful, faithful, faithful Abraham. Not risky Abraham, not risk taking Abraham, but believing Abraham, faithful Abraham. Abraham was not a man of risk, he was a man of faith. I'm about to help somebody. Faithful means full of faith. Abraham was full of faith. Risk means hazard. It means danger. It means peril. It means exposure to harm. Abraham was not moving in risk. He was moving in faith. I think it's risky not to move in faith. I think it's risky not to do what God says. Here he is, he was, he was instructed by God to get up and leave his country, his land, his kindred, and everything that he knew, but this was not a risky step. This was a step of faith. Risk doesn't please God, faith pleases God. Risk doesn't please God, faith pleases God. Everything that I've done that is supernatural in my life, every building that we built, every move that that we've made, every campus that we've started, every missionary that we've added, every supernatural thing that we've ever done, it was not a matter of risk, it was a matter of faith. And I've come to tell you today, risk doesn't please God, faith does. Stop looking at your life like you gotta step out on a risk. No baby, you are walking in faith. I need somebody who's walking in faith into the next season to give the Lord a praise right now. Tell somebody next to you, say, neighbor, God will call great people with great purpose to take great steps of faith. It's all in your faith. It's all in moving in faith. It's all in hearing God. If you don't believe me, just ask Moses in the desert. Ask Joshua in Jericho. Ask Deborah fighting the Canaanites. Ask Gideon admitted when he fought the Midianites with 400 to 1 odds. Ask David at Goliath. Ask Elijah when he stands before the 450 prophets of Baal. They would tell you it has not been a risk that gave me the victory had it not been for the Lord who was on our side. When men came in, they would have swallowed us up quick, but our soul escaped just like a bird out of the snare of the fowler. I made it because I'm a faith walker, not a risk taker. Let me hear from the faith walkers in the house. Mama, tell your neighbor, say neighbor, I'm not a risk taker. 
I'm a faith walker. Lord, have mercy. I made it this far by faith. The old timers used to sing, we have come this far by education, by connections, by denominational affiliation. We have come this far by faith. I remember when I was a little boy, my grandma would sing, living by faith, in Jesus above, trusting, confiding in his great love, from all harm safe, in his sheltering arms. I'm living by faith, and I feel no alarm. Can I find somebody who's a faith walker in the room? God, young lady, did not design you to be controlled by fear or to take risks. God designed you to walk by faith, not to show you your greatness, but to show you his. Because when you take a risk, you'll brag about it and say, look what I did. But when you step, when you step out and everything around you says it can't happen, when you step out and you say, there it is, it's a step of faith. I'm stepping out in faith. You say, what are you doing in Palm Coast? What did you do in Orlando? What did you do in New Smyrna? need somebody to know that your next season is in your faith. Somebody give God praise if you're ready to step out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's going to take faith. It's going to take faith. Whatever it is, it's going to take faith. Whatever it is, it's going to require faith. Our God won't be pleased with it. Whatever it is. Yay. Now faith is. Now faith is the substance. What is substance? Substance is something I can grab a hold of. Substance is something that has a dimension to it that I can touch it. It's the substance of things hoped for. Well, if it's faith, how can it be substance? It's the evidence of things not seen. How can you have evidence and not even see it? Faith. Your faith testifies. Your faith is the substance that you would have the audacity and the unmitigated gall to believe what you're believing for in the condition that you're in. That's the evidence that God says, this has to be me, cause you ain't stupid enough to believe this. I'm stirring faith inside of you. Let me ask you one more time, where are the faith walkers in the room? If you're a faith walker, give him praise. You say, well, pastor, it seems impossible. The word impossible is a thing that cannot be done. But here's the good news. Luke 137 says, for with God, 
nothing. What is nothing? It's two words, no thing. For with God, no thing shall be impossible. Tell your neighbor, it ain't nothing but a thing. Yeah, yeah, the salvation of your children, it ain't nothing but a thing. The healing of that cancer, it ain't nothing but a thing. The deliverance from that addiction, it ain't nothing but a thing. The door for that next season, it ain't nothing but a thing. That money you need, it ain't nothing but a thing. That job you need, it ain't nothing but a thing. That relationship you need, it ain't nothing but a thing. For with God, no thing shall be impossible. The Lord said, get ready. Things are shifting. Things are coming together. The thing, the thing, the thing, the thing, the thing, the thing you've been believing for. No thing is impossible. I can't help it. I need somebody that's believing for anything and everything to give the God of no thing a big praise that no thing is too hard for him. Y'all sit down and have another glass of tea. Let me finish. Number three, I'm on my last point. People who achieve great purpose are willing to do whatever it takes. Somebody say whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. To get to where God has called them to go. Now the Lord said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family. From your father's house to a land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. And I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I want to awaken in this series as I teach over the next few weeks. I want to awaken in you, awaken in you, awaken in you, awaken in you a whatever it takes mentality. I release over you the spirit of whatever it takes. I said I release over you whatever it takes. I want you to get a hold of this thing because in realizing your purpose, you're going to have to understand. The Lord told Abraham, get out of your country. Get away from your family. Leave your father's house. Go where you've never been before. The truth is, if you're going to manifest your purpose, there's some places you got to leave behind. There's some people that you got to leave behind. There are some things that you have to leave behind. The truth is, everybody can't go with you. People that you've loved that's been with you for years, maybe they can't go where you're going but I have made up in my mind I'm going if I got to go by myself King James Version said get thee out that means depart walk away from the act of dying to he said leave your country Abraham get thee out depart from it die to it leave it walk away from it blow it a kiss tell it goodbye because you're gonna have to walk away from the stuff that I'm not blessing anymore you're gonna have to walk away from a season that I'm not blessing anymore some of you have been crying out for God to bless what he has not sanctioned he hasn't sanctioned this season. He doesn't want you trapped in this season. Stop asking God to bless what he has not sanctioned. And say, God, put me in the season that you have sanctioned for me. And let me step into my season. I'll leave it behind, whatever it is, whoever it is. Remember, his daddy's name is Tara. It means one who is stationed one who delays and I believe when Abraham left his father and his family what he was saying look at me in the eyes now because this is going to be strong he was saying in essence I believe when he walked away from his dad from his family and all that he knew when he walked away from Tara one who is stationed one who delays he said I love you but you have delayed me long enough 
Ah, you have delayed me for the last day. You have delayed me for the last hour. You have delayed me for the last minute. You, I love you, but I'm not staying here with you. Settle if you want to, but I've got to do whatever it takes. I'm trying to close, but is there anybody with a whatever it takes mentality here today? Is there anybody so desperate for God and so desperate for your purpose to become reality and you want to accomplish all that God has placed in you to accomplish that your mentality is whatever it takes? High five somebody and say whatever it takes. Push your neighbor and say whatever it takes. Look behind you and say, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Somebody jump on your feet and say, whatever it takes. Look around and say, whatever it takes. I've got a purpose, whatever it takes. I've got a destiny, whatever it takes. God's got a plan, whatever it takes. If I gotta fight, I'll fight. If I gotta do warfare, I'll do warfare. If I gotta tell somebody bye, see you later, alligator. In a wild crocodile. If I gotta praise, I'll praise. If I gotta shout, I'll shout. If I gotta dance, I'll dance. If I gotta run, I'll run. If I gotta cry, I'll cry. Whatever it takes, I'm here on purpose. There's gotta be more. Give the Lord a praise in here. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but while pastor has been preaching today, something has woke up inside of me and I will achieve my purpose. Whatever, 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 whatever it takes. Listen, devil, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't you quit. Don't you quit. Don't you quit. I said, don't you dare quit. Tell your neighbor, say, listen to him. Don't you dare quit. Don't you dare quit. Don't you dare quit. Say, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Something has woke up inside of me. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. But pastor, there's, there's warfare around my life. There's so much going on. But listen, the warfare around your life often indicates the quality of next, the next season that you're about to walk in. Whew. I said the warfare around your life often indicates the quality, oh Jesus, of the next season 
that you're about to walk in. Do you actually think that the devil would be fighting you so hard if something mighty wasn't coming in 2019? Don't get ahead of me in the back. Now stay with me. Watch this. Some of y'all say, well, pastor, I've been in a season of pain. I've been in a season where it's been hard. 2018, it seems like I was flustered and frustrated. It seemed like I was wounded and weary. I've been in a season where the process has been painful. You say, Pastor, what, what does that mean? Here's the word. You may be in pain right now, but your pain is your passport to your next season. Somebody say, devil, I know it now. Yeah, yeah, you should have took me out when you had a chance. My pain is my passport to my next season. In other words, God said, I've allowed you to go through this so you would not settle where I did not call you to be. I allowed you to be hurt. I allowed you to go through the struggle. What does the Bible say? It was good that we were afflicted. We didn't like it, but thank God for it. Your pain is your passport. Hear me. Some of you have been in a season where you can't stay here any longer. You can't stay trapped because you are here on purpose. I have just a few minutes left on the clock. I want everybody who's claiming purpose in 2019, run up here quick. Just run up here. Just run up here. Just run up here. I know we don't often do it, but just run up here. If you can't get all the way up, just get in the aisle. Just get in the aisle. Just get in the aisle. Move out of your comfort zone. Just run up here right now. Just run up here. Say, excuse me. My destiny is too great to stay in this seat. Huh. If you've been in pain, get up here right now. If you felt trapped, get up in here right now. If you feel like there's more in 2019, get up here right now. Get up here right now. God's speaking to you. When John started singing this song, you're breathing new life into dry bones. I can't stay here anymore. How many of you absolutely know that you heard a word from heaven today? Raise your hands and say, I'm here on purpose. John is going to sing through this song with you. And this is going to be more than just a worship song. This is going to be a proclamation of faith that says, I can't stay here any longer. God, you put all this you put all this inside of me and you're breathing new life in the dry bones i dare you to raise your hands like you don't even care who sees you sing john i can't stay here 
Asleep to how you're moving, I can't stay complacent anymore. No, I can't stay here. Cause my heart is full of longing. I can't stay here. Cause I know what I'm made for. You're breathing new life into dry. I hear the Lord said, My glory is riding on this word right the here. Sound of heaven. Lord said, My glory is riding on this Your right here. Spirit's calling me. I know it's time to go. I can't stay here anymore. Lord, you're breathing new life into dry bones. I hear the echo, the sound of heaven's song. Your spirit's calling me, and I know.
give the Lord a praise. Yeah. He's breathing new life into dry. Hear the echo, the sound of heaven's song. Your spirit's calling me. I know it's time to go. Your spirit's calling me. I know it's time to go. Your spirit's calling me. I know it's time to go. I can't stay here anymore. Somebody give God the praise if you just feel that, that there is more. Three things and then I'm going to pray over you people who achieve greatness they don't have a limitation mindset I break off of you the limitation mindset that says this is all that there is and it'll never be better I break off of you anything that hell has tried to attach to you that would keep you from walking in the greatness of your purpose you will not be bound by what you were programmed to believe growing up you will not be bound by your past you're called out of confusion called out of a mess i release over you purpose i declare kingdom people who achieve greatness are not risk takers they are faith walkers i release over you right now just a spirit that says tenaciously i'm not taking risk i'm moving by faith and god faith honors you and in this year, I say, in Jesus' name, people who achieve greatness are willing to do whatever it takes. I tell you, whatever it takes, you walk in the fullness of what God has for you. I pray over you right now. I bind every demon and every devil that has convinced you that you are not here on purpose. I release over you a tenacity to know that God made you with a purpose. He designed you with purpose. This series is going to change your life. I declare it in the name of Jesus. The clouds are going to lift off of your life. You're going to understand the greatness of your purpose, and you're going to understand that you are not great to be boastful. You are not great to be bragging. You're not great to act like you're all that, but you are great to testify that if the Lord did it for me, he can do it for anybody. Hallelujah. I bless you for the next season. Somebody, don't move for a second. Just give the Lord a clap and a shout. Come on. Man, today has been one of those days. If you're visiting with me, listen, my staff is going to go back to the back, and I would love to meet you, but I, I'm not going to be able to today because I'm going to sit back in the chapel, and I'm going to talk to people that are going to go to Israel with me. If you've been praying and thinking, man, that's the trip I want to take, I want you to come back there. It's going to take faith for you to go. Some of you are going to have to make some financial decisions, but it's the one trip that is a trip of a lifetime. I'd love to talk to you back there. Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message.